Welcome to today's podcast. The topic for today is cleaning customers and dealing with complaints. So Diane, have got any good customers? <laughs> Lots of good customers. I love, we love complaints. It helps us improve. Ah, no, but to be fair, what worries me is there's not enough complaints. <laughs> Yeah, so yeah, just like I think you said before, it's the tip of the iceberg, isn't it? If the people actually complain, there's a lot more usually going on that don't say anything. Um, I was told a stat a few years ago, which was that 68% of your customers who leave, leave because they don't think that you care because you haven't asked them whether yeah. they're happy. It's hard, it's hard, isn't it? And when is a complaint feedback and when is a complaint complaint? So we don't get complaints, we get feedback because we hopefully nip it in the bud before it's complaint. And when we get complaints, they tend to be big though. Yeah. Yeah. And we what we we introduced it a, a long time ago now, probably about 10 years ago, we introduced a feedback system. So we actually ask our customers for feedback after every clean. We send them an email and we ask for a score out of five. And a lot don't reply. We a tiny percentage actually reply on a regular basis. But what it means is we get like so much positive feedback. But anything that's what we call constructive feedback, <laughs> anything that's that's a little bit negative, it means we can fix it. And actually, any customer that makes a complaint or gives us feedback that's that's not positive, they they usually stay because we deal with it and we care and we sh- we demonstrate that we we want to improve. If you're so, the main reason for getting rid of cleaners is that they don't turn up. So, let's say as a cleaning company, you're turning up, or as a cleaner, you're turning up. Really, all you've got to do is listen to the customer and give them what they want. You know, just turn up, deliver what they want, and listen. Isn't that simple, isn't it? Yeah. So, what are the what are the what we would actually call a complaint? What 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 are the things that you have to deal with? So, uh, a genuine complaint or some ridiculous so that's how it mix it's really so i had one this week and the customer was like your cleaners have not hoovered or mopped my floors in weeks i was like really so you're telling me it hasn't been hoovered or mopped no it hasn't i was like okay so how about i check after the next clean so i turned up earlier this week checked of course they'd hoovered and mopped and I said, so what makes you think they've not hoovered and mopped? And he was like, look. And he's got a load of textured tiles, like um, they're like slate tiles, right? And our mopping system is really, really good. But if you, you can't even see this stuff, but if you run your hand along the slate tiles, then you could pull up some dust. And I was like, without being rude, there is no way I'm going to get this. I was like, the only way this is going to happen is if I get down and scrub it on my hands and knees. I was like, this has clearly been vacuumed and mopped, but I can't get that level of detail. So I was like, fine, fine, we'll do it on our hands and knees. Um, And I did it and I did it in front of him and he could still pull up some. And I was like, this this isn't the cleaners being useless. This is the level to which you expect us to do it which is yeah. fine, but then it has to be built into the quote. Absolutely. And it's the question has to be asked, are you going to eat off your floor? <laughs> it's the floor. Um, and vacuuming and mopping is adequate in terms of hygiene, but it's never going to make it absolutely spotless unless you do it on your hands and knees. And even then, with a, like say, a rough tile. Diane, have you ever had it? You must have had this one. Uh, I had my child on the floor. I wiped the floor with a baby wipe. And it's come up dirty. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And it's it's that thing, well, yes, 
we we can't clean your floor with a baby wipe. You know, that's the only way of, you know, doing it by hand like that is the only way you can get it 100% spotless. It's about managing their expectations, isn't it? And I think clients like that are few and far between, but yeah, it is going to happen. Do you know what I've done before? I'd love to get a bit scientific. I've literally marked out boxes, right? And I went, right, this box, I'll mop. This with a mop and bucket. This one I'll do with a nice flathead microfiber one. And this one I'll do by hand. And, the, you know, even doing it by hand, that was the only way. And if you do it with a wet bucket, it still doesn't come up well. You literally have to scrub it with a microfiber cloth. Yeah. And on a wooden floor, it still doesn't come up perfect. So no, absolutely. I was like, and when you show them that, and I go, come on, seriously, what do you want me to do? Because I can't pass my own test. Um, yeah, but that's it's just managing their expectations, isn't it? And I don't, I don't, we don't get many clients like that that sort of walk around with the white glove and the the, the bit of tissue. <laughs> I've got a few because we promise really high end. And yes. um, the interesting one is when they go, well, when I I had a customer, this is one of my best customers. I really love this lady. Um, she had a granite work surface, and she said every time you're not cleaning it properly, there's crumbs all over it. So I went, all right, fine. So after the next clean, I went round there and I felt I ran my hand over. But the cleaner has cleaned it. It did feel a bit gritty. So we cleaned it. I cleaned it again. I personally cleaned this thing and it still felt gritty. So I cleaned it again. Right. I must have cleaned this thing four times. I cleaned it and I cleaned it and I cleaned it and it still felt gritty. And uh, so I went back to the customer. I was really open. I said, look, I have cleaned this and I have cleaned it and I cleaned it. It still feels gritty. She goes, well, it's not gritty after I do it. I went, all right, well, you do it. You show me how to not make it gritty. And she did, and it was still gritty afterwards. I said, well, okay, we'll leave it a couple of days, and then you do it. She goes, it's not normally. I said, all right, leave it a couple of days, you do it. And she had to come back, and she goes, yeah, that's just the texture, isn't it? I was like, yes. Yeah, and that's interesting because you didn't sort of immediately say, no, we have done it. You kind of, your client could be right, you know, (laughs) and you've got to acknowledge often that, you know, they could be right. It can't always be well, no, I've done it. it. Sometimes it can be, well, hang on a minute, what's going on here? You know, we, we've had a um, client that complained that the floors were sticky. Um, and it turned out the team member that was going was just putting a whole glug of floor cleaner in. So, you know, there was just too much product. So it was building up and it was causing the stickiness. So, you know, we could, we could have turned around and go, well, she's vacuumed and mopped it. She's done her job. But actually, there was a problem. So we investigated and we took the, the took it seriously and we changed and we now dilute our floor cleaner in advance. <laughs> so when the cleaner puts it in a bucket of hot water, it means that it's a much less product being used. But we've had this. Floors are a real challenge um, where you go and you mop it. And so we don't have a foaming floor cleaner and foam's coming up. And I've gone to the customer and gone, what are you doing in between our cleans? Well, I'm doing it with bleach and fairy liquid. Oh, yay. Oh, okay. So, and I'm going, like, what do you get me to do? This is impossible. Could you stop doing that? Like, could you perhaps use a floor cleaner? Or some, like, a lot of complaints. Like, I tend to find I'm really open and honest about it. You know, I'll always investigate. And if it's partly their fault, well, I'll explain what needs to be done differently. And um, if it's our fault, hands up, we did it. Yeah. Acknowledge, investigate. That's that's all you need to do. And I think sometimes um, we get a bit emotional about things and, and actually the client isn't necessarily having to go at you 
especially if you've got a team, they're definitely not having a go at you, are they? So there's no reason to take it personally or to be worried about it. It really, it's not an easy thing to manage, especially if a client's quite upset about something. But as long as you acknowledge why they're upset and accept that there could be a problem, then investigate it and then come up with a solution as to how you're going to deal with it moving forward or that you can't, (laughs) whichever the outcome is. Clients can actually be really understanding. And, I, you know, we measure, say we measure all our client feedback over the year and out of thousands and thousands of feedback, you know, 2% of it, and probably not even that, is what we call a complaint, but it's not a complaint. Sometimes it might be, you know, a team member missed a light switch. You know, it's, it can be really minor things, but we just use them to improve. Simple so we, we do it slightly differently to you. We leave feedback cards because what we found is a lot of customers didn't want to get in contact with us at the office because they felt like they were telling on the cleaner. So what we found is by giving them a feedback card um, after every clean, then they could write any notes and it could just be given to the cleaner because often they're not there. They leave notes for the cleaner and the notes could be get the light switch or oops, I've dropped a can of soup. Could you just get all my kickboards or mm. could you pay attention to this? And because clients don't want to leave notes they don't want to feel like they're telling us what to do um so we had to try and encourage as much communication as possible and they don't want to text they just want to make it super informal and if they're not there it's really hard yeah well we we do it we do it by email and that's purely because then we can filter any feedback to our team because sometimes the way a client says something or actually to be honest, sometimes they might say, I don't want that cleaner again. So, you know, <laughs> we, we would filter that. We would obviously never tell a team member that that's what happened. So, yeah, it, give, it gives us a chance to filter it and give it in a way to our team when it's feedback or retraining. Or sometimes we retrain the whole team. So it get, it allows us because we're the we're the sort of the in-between bit um, for our clients. And as I said, for, for us, if they were to send us a three out of five, we'd be in contact to find out what the problem is. Anything was four, four or five, they're sort of 80, 80% upwards, they're fine. But three and below, um, obviously, we, we just get in touch with the client to ask um, for some more information. So it's a trigger for the client and then a really quick one as well for them. Yeah, any email, any correspondence from the clients, we're straight in contact because yeah. the feedback card cuts out the little niggles. <laughs> anything they get in contact with yeah you know it's you know it's going to be a big one so go on then have you had some big ones that you want to share (laughs) big one yeah I've there's so many like have I had complaints yes uh one recently which was pretty monumentally bad so we've been cleaning I mean there's there's so many actually but we've been cleaning one there was a third clean um, she was like, you need to come around and see it. It was a six hour clean, six hours a week. Every surface, even the walls had mirrors on them. Every surface was mirrored. And she was like, there's a fingerprint here and there's a fingerprint there. And in every room, there was fingerprints and little bits of dust. And I was just like, but you've got a shiny surface. You can see everything. And we hadn't done a good job. It was kind of our fault. And, you know, when you stand there and you're just like, I don't know what to say. Like, clearly we didn't do this. I've offered to refix it. And, and I'm like, well, I didn't personally do it. And you know when you just stood there, like, I don't know what to do here. I, Yes, we've messed up, but yeah. 
how can we fix this? And would you often ask, because we often would ask the customer, you know, how can we make this better? How can we resolve it? What what would you like us to do? Do you ever sort of take that tone? Yeah, it's, it can yeah. be a dangerous sort of tactic, but it can work really well. And I'll be honest, in this case, it was entirely our fault. And I kind of just went, she went, look, I don't really want to keep trying. And I was like, right, you can just have it for free. And I was like, I'm so embarrassed. What do I do? So it wasn't the customer. It was us. And sometimes it's hands up. We messed up, yeah. I think. In this particular case, what she needed, the staff weren't trained on what to do. And um, it, it was really hard. And the only way I could have salvaged this was if I was personally going to sort this out. And I just wasn't available to sort it out. I could not offer the level of customer service she needed. So it was better to part ways and give it to her for free and part ways nicely. And sometimes it's kind of hands up. I could deliver this. I haven't got time to do it right now. Yeah. My, my, I think my my worst complaint, and it has happened a couple of times, which is is where, I, well, there's probably two versions of it, which is one, that the cleaner has left the key in the door. <laughs> Literally. You can systemize that out. Door. We've systemized yeah, that. Yeah, you can. Um, and, and, the, and then the other worst thing, which is not really a customer complaint, it's more that we have to confess, which is that we've lost their key. I think that's happened twice in 14 years. And yeah, that's a, that's for me, that would be my worst customer service stroke complaint to deal so, with. Shall I show you? For those of you watching on video, I'll show you what we do. So I've actually got one here. So we have folders where they have notes and things, and customers' keys are on chains. So there is no way, because you can't tie that to a door and then like, so there's no way they can get lost now. Yeah. Um, but the management that takes, so someone every morning has to unhook all the keys from the chain, uh, hook them on for that day. But we, since introducing that, there is zip, like, it's too embarrassing when it happens. Yeah. So it's just we decided, the worst thing to have to do it with. Yeah. What do you say? By the way, I've left your door open and lost your key and you're on holiday. Yeah. Oh. absolutely yeah that's definitely the worst customer complaint to deal with isn't it it's just embarrassing you know or ah really sorry I've smashed your window you know one one complaint that we find quite difficult to to deal with I don't know how you deal with it is um, around timings so you know we have three time slots so it's either first visit which is a half an hour time slot or it's morning or afternoon there's kind of not really any more sort of specific we can get but we still get the odd customer that will ring up at one o'clock and say your cleaner's not here yet <laughs> we're like they're coming this afternoon so i wouldn't even class that as a complaint mm. that's more feed feedback it's called a feedback <laughs> and it's more a discussion like i think if you view everything like that's a complaint you start to feel really bad about yourself and oh, yeah. bad about your business so for me it's it's more re-education of the customer look i'm really sorry to be fair, we get a te- we send them a text anyway, so they actually get a text within fifteen minutes. Um, we usually find it's elderly clients though that are very set on that time. Oh, every day! It's almost every day. Are the cleaners coming today? Yes. I when I was last at your house, I wrote it for the next year every day that the cleaners coming because it's a Tuesday every two weeks. So I wrote it in your diary. I wrote the time they're going to arrive, but every time you phone us. Uh, <laughs> I don't know what to say. Um, it's, but you're just nice every time. Yes, we're coming. Yes, we're coming today. We'll be there in two hours. Oh, they're at the door now. Well, that's really good, isn't it? Like, 
it's mm. just it's just customer service isn't it yeah so so really you know I don't think either of us are really that phased by complaints we just we just call it feedback it's just this is how we improve. And we actually tell our clients that in our little welcome book that the clients get. It's always, please give us feedback. It helps us improve. And we reward our team for positive feedback. So it's, it's a really, a really positive thing in our business. But what about those difficult sort of customers? Do you ever come across people that actually just are really difficult to deal with? They're not necessarily complaining, but just a bit difficult. So the the biggest difficulties are actually by the time they're speaking to the office you know if we can't resolve it we're just going to cancel it um but the biggest difficulties are when the customers are a little bit difficult to the staff so for example they follow them round yeah. they follow them and almost silently watch them and the staff are going i don't want to do that now i can't send another member of staff and then you have to feed back to the customer well unless you change what you're doing the staff won't come back again. Or I would say that for me is more challenging when you have to correct the customer's behavior that may not be aware that what an impact they're having. Yeah, it's very important actually for your team. You know, that's probably one of the biggest challenges I think in the in the job uh, as such for going out and doing the cleaning is feeling comfortable and confident while doing it because, yeah, you can easily feel not just if somebody's watching you, but just something goes wrong in a house. You know, you, you it can make you feel just not a bit insecure, can't it? Yeah, or if someone is being a little bit. So we had one where the cleaner was doing the bathroom and it was a customer's house that we'd done for a long time, lovely customer. And the customer had some building work going on on the top floor. We weren't cleaning the top floor, no problem. So the cleaner's cleaning the bathroom, bent over the bath and this builder's like trying to talk to her, trying to flirt with her. It's, you know, is it going too far? I don't know, but she feels really uncomfortable. And we clean in pairs, so she was absolutely fine. Um, And she went down, spoke to the other cleaner. I had to, it was long-term building work that was going on. I had to go back to the customer and go, I'm really sorry, but we now won't clean when the builder's in there because of what had happened. Now, she felt awful and said, okay, that's absolutely fine. We'll change the times. Yeah. But uh, it's one of those really awkward conversations or um, a conversation I had recently with a particularly elderly customer, part, partly partially sighted. Uh, I'm really sorry there were mouse droppings in your house. No, they're not. They're technically tea bags split open. There was a dead mouse. <laughs> no, there wasn't. You're not lying. There was a dead mouse. And you've got mouse droppings. We can't come back till it's sorted. No. This is happening. Like, categorically telling me this is not happening. You go, what do I say? Or uh, a really awful one. I've had this a couple of times. The staff are saying, I've had flea bites from the house. Oh, yes. Well, and I'm like, well, right, okay, well, if we're suspecting fleas, then obviously there's a problem with equipment. There's masses of problems here. So you've got to go back to the client and go, look, this has happened. Could you possibly sort out the flea problem? Fumigate, well, what do I do? And so, you know, look at the Pets at Home website, go sort it. And then they come back and go, my cat did not have fleas. You're making this up. I'm like, oh, what do I do here? Because, and I would, one particular one, I went around to the client's house. The, the cleaners were absolutely adamant that they were getting flea bites. The customer was absolutely adamant that there was not fleas. So I said, all right, I will be there during the next clean. And the cleaners, five minutes into the job, vacuuming the stairs, and a flea bite appears on her arm. I'm yeah. there watching it. And the customer is like, well, I think she's making it up. I was like, but I've literally been here. We saw her arms before because they told me it was going to happen. And this bite has just appeared. And um, they, 
in the end, obviously, we parted ways. And they were really cross with the way that I had treated them. And I was like, I don't know what to do. You know, you told me you don't have it. We've come back on the assumption you don't have it. And the bites are still appearing. Yeah. And maybe, you know, maybe that's, I mean, obviously, we... I think we choose our clients as well as the other way around, don't we? So they're not just choosing a cleaning service. Sometimes we have to choose the right clients sometimes too, don't we? And those that are not acknowledging that there's a problem, maybe it's their mindset around how important the cleaner is. And yeah, they're just not really right for our businesses, are they? It's it's really hard. What's the hardest one you've had to deal with? Um. <laughs> The hardest for us is always when a client is elderly and is perhaps um, getting dementia. Um, it's We've had probably over the years, probably two or three clients where, you know, we've been cleaning for them for a long time and, and all lovely. And then, then kind of their personality starts to change a little bit. And we've had accusations and we had one um, and sadly passed away now. Lovely chat. But, you know, he would hit my team member with his cane not like beating but you know just like <laughs> sort of like nudge her with it and it was just like you know so yeah so dealing with things like that where it's actually them personally is really hard and um, and then when it it goes over into and I know one of our members does a lot of personal care alongside the cleaning business but that's not what we do so when it, it leans into actually needing care that's a really difficult conversation to have usually not just with the client but with family members it's like and they're sort of like really upset that we can't go anymore because they were relying on us we can't go in anymore because it's it the situation is just not tenable for our team or or our team are even going I can't go there anymore you know it's they're they're for me the hardest because they're the emotional ones and you feel really bad and you know it's not their fault we had one that um, unfortunately had become incontinent and the smell of urine was, I mean, I think I got a strong stomach. I, I was like, I can't do this. I, I was, yeah. It was involuntary gagging. It was really bad because it soaked through the carpet. It had gone on for months. So we'd already said that we're not using our own vacuum or equipment up there. And so we tried to deal with it, but it had got worse and there was feces. And, and uh, you know, it was that point of, I didn't even have the heart. At this point, it had been clearly discussed. I talked to them quite upfront about these things. We'd use all their equipment. And in the end, I just had to say, look, I'm sorry, we're dropping all cleans of that length or we're not covering the area. Yeah. I, I had to terminate it because I tried everything to deal with it. And it's not fair on staff. No, we've, we, we, we've got um, a thing now with, um, we've had a couple of clients that are really heavy smokers. Um, and we're now, we just we just turn them down now. It's you know, again, it's just such a horrible environment for your team member to work in when, you know, even if the client's not smoking at that minute, they smoke so much in the house. It's it, you come out and you, your hair smells and your clothes smell and it's just cloying while you're in there. It's horrible. So, yeah, we kind of have to choose our clients quite wisely. But sometimes they, you know, they just come and we have to eventually let them go, don't we? It's quite sad. It's really hard. So, Let's talk about good customers because we've talked about the bad ones, but honestly, 1% if that are ones yeah. where I would say, you know, I, I wouldn't clean. I've, I, I've got to say, I now filter them out a little bit at quote stage um, where, anyway, what's a good customer? A, cust a good customer for us is the ones, the ones that are flexible. So, you know, um, we've had crazy scheduling challenges in the last couple of years i've never known it so bad um so we you know our clients have had to be flexible and we we actually 
put a thing out to ask them to be flexible because we were struggling and we were just honest, you know. And I, I remember I, I sent out an email and, and it started off, you know, as, you know, all the years we've been in business and, you know, blah, blah, blah. And one of our clients came back to us, oh, my God, thank God. I thought you were going to say you were closing. or that you were something. But actually, we were just asking them to, you know, please bear with us. We're trying, you know, our hardest to fit everybody in. And sometimes we might ring you and ask you to change your day or reduce your time. So for me... A brilliant client is a flexible client. We don't want to let anybody down. So if we can have clients that are happy to be flexible, it helps all of our clients. Yeah. And ones that understand. So I've got clients that went to one today, actually, and the house can be a little bit messy. She'd put all the things on the bed. And so we could just go and clean. I'm like, yes, thank you. Like to just when they do little things like that and you go, oh, just thank you. Um, Just understanding and, and getting the job and I, 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 some of them are so nice yeah and I think you know one of the things with our clients that I've from our, our favorite clients that I've loved is is how good they have been through the pandemic and through COVID when we closed for a few months in 20. 20- 20 was it gosh 2020 um but you know we've got clients that are doctors and worked all the way through and you know but they 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 really really value what we do incredibly and and we get such amazing just positiveness from them um all the time and that's really lovely so if we have got a challenge they're like don't worry I can miss my clean or I can move to Thursday they're just brilliant because they kind of get it and they know that this is this has been a difficult couple of years for everybody I love the relationships though. I, I, I love, I I love and hate. I love, I can go into my local town and so many people, I just have to walk down the street. And if I can remember what they actually look like, I actually recognize loads of people. Sometimes I can't, it's a bit embarrassing, but whatever. Um, you know, it's lovely. I tend to have really good relationships. I get on with them really well. You know, I don't obviously go into the houses as much anymore, but when I used to, I just love it. I love the environment, the people, we make a difference to them, but they make a difference straight back to us. Yeah. And I think, you know, one of the things I used to love when I did go out and do the cleaning was you kind of, I don't know, you you sort of on the sidelines kind of watch their children grow up a little bit and that sort of thing, didn't you? Um, and I don't I don't get as much of that now because obviously I don't go out and do the cleaning, but um it's it is nice to know that you make a big difference and the clients that value that are definitely the favorites. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I do love that. I've got to say it's a lovely job. Okay. So um when you do 10% of clients complain. Okay, most just don't even say anything. Yeah. Do they just and then what I find is I go into a house and I go, so anything you want to tell me about? No. Is there anything you want to tell me about? No. If there was something you wanted to tell me about, <laughs> what would it be? Well, I'm like, okay. list, list, list. <laughs> I think, I think from what I've seen, and, and I see this in my own company, and I know this happens across the industry. There is a real problem with complaints in that cleaners don't deal with complaints all that well. They take it really personally. So I know our cleaners, you know, they'll get a little bit of feedback. So if I get a bit of feedback about a clean and I worked my absolute butt off and they're like, oh, you missed a bit. And I'm like, oh, for God's sake. Like, it's really annoying, but fine. Take a deep breath. Okay, what happened? But they will fly off the handle and go, I did do it. I did do it. I did it. I'm not going back to that customer anymore. You know, and then what we see, unfortunately, across a lot of the chat groups is that actually 
cleaning business owners are behaving like this as well. And it really is giving us as a cleaning industry a bit of a bad name. And I, I get it. I hate being criticized for something I believe I did well. Um, but as, as, as self-employed cleaners, we kind of have to stop doing that. Yeah, we've got to, we've got to really take the emotion away from it. And it goes back to the, you know, we care that we want to do a good job. So we ought to care that the client isn't happy or has something that, that you know, just want us to change because also it's their house. And if they're unreasonable and some clients are unreasonable, so I make, I love these clients. They, I'm basically like sending them to me. If they're unreasonable, I'll go, right, show me. I'll clean it in front of you. And you know, of the 10 things they're going to show me, only eight, like eight are just ridiculous. They're like, you didn't remove that mark. It's paint. You know, <laughs> what do you want me to do? That's not my job. So two of them will be valid complaints. But if they are being super unreasonable, what you do by going around it with them, you know, the reality is they've probably gone through six other cleaners first and they really appreciate that you actually do that. They'll stay with you forever. Yeah, absolutely. It's all part of that mindset of, you know, are you a professional cleaner? Um, If you are, then you have to learn to deal with complaints. You have to learn to deal with feedback that you might be uncomfortable about. That's just part of it. It's part of growing with your business, isn't it? It's what you have to do. And on the plus side, you get all the lovely clients who are flexible and never complain and give you a tip at Christmas, you know. So there are real pluses as well. Like I said, it's only a small percentage. And do you know, do you know, I could, can I tell you a complaint I got? It was about a clean I was on. So I oh, got so frustrated with this. I uh, don't like cleaning in a room with clients in. It's much easier for me if I clean one that isn't. So I said, okay, where are you going to sit? And they said, I'm going to sit in the lounge. I said, fine, I will clean the kitchen. I was alone on this clean. Went to clean the kitchen. And she comes in and starts making a cup of tea. I was like, shall I go around the lounge? She's like, oh, all right then. So I started doing the lounge. She comes in and starts doing her work while I'm in the lounge now. I was like, what do I do? Do I go back to the kitchen? So I, she's there. And I thought, do you know what? I'm going to make polite conversations. So I start making conversations. She's like, look, Louise, I really can't talk to you. I've got work to get on with. I was like, oh, anyway, right. <laughs> I then go back to the kitchen because I don't want to be making this conversation anyway. And she complained about me. So um, I was just covering a cleaner. She complained about me to the office of being distracting. And I was like, are you kidding me? Like, how hard I tried not to be distracting and then and then there was another complaint to this she showed me where she wanted her rubbish put she had such difficult bins there were bins all over the place and recycling so she shows me where to put the bathroom bin I put the bathroom bin in the place she tells me then she complains that I put it in the wrong bin now maybe I did but I'm sure that's what she showed me and you know when you're just like I don't even care anymore like Oh, was if that was one of your team you would have given them that feedback in such a way that actually hopefully they can or maybe actually you might not have given them some of the feedback do you ever kind of just go do you know what I'm not going to go to my team member with that because I don't need to or maybe we'll do a, a team-wide notice about something or a bit of retraining a different way of doing things but we don't have to individually tell them about oh, every I- bit of feedback would I say that the team member distracted them while they were working? I don't know. I'd say, you know what? They've said you're a bit distracting. Were you cleaning in the same room as them? And the team member would probably go nuts about it. And I don't want to go back. Yeah. I don't know how I'd resolve that. I would probably say to her, do you want to arrange next time to make sure you're out? Or would you like to be in the lounge and we'll leave the lounge? I yeah. would probably try and systemize the thing out of it. Yeah. Um, 
it's Paper very eventually. hard and, and that's I suppose where we you know as somebody who's working solo and getting that feedback direct from the client with nobody filtering it it is hard for them to deal with it and that's perhaps why the emotion is there because we know with our team members if we fed it straight to them <laughs> then they would be upset so um yeah you Difficult. know I'm proud of my behavior after this one right should I tell you what I did this is confessions of a cleaning business owner so go on confess away (laughs) we have policy so we terminated after this particular one and just because we were like look we can't deliver what you want blah 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 blah. so she was like right can I have my key back we were like yep you can have your key back right you can pick it up so it was um it was a Saturday morning and and we were like right well you can pick it up during office hours or we can post you but we'll charge you for the postage um or we'll drop it off next time we're in the area which we will do she was like I want it today (laughs) <laughs> we're like it's a Saturday um so we basically were like well you can pick it up we'll meet you at the office you can come and pick it up and the office she was like nope I can't do that and we were like what and she started screaming and shouting down the phone to us about how we weren't giving her a key back and we were like we'll give you your key back we have no desire to keep the key this is the options you've got none of them were suitable for her and um in the end, I was like, well, you know, these are the options. We're not bending. And I thought I could have just done it. I could have just dropped it off. And I basically said no. And I was like, but I just stuck to policy. And then I was like, oh, and then I dropped it around later on the afternoon because I felt super silk guilty. And I was like, I didn't need to have that argument. I could have just either told her I would drop it around or completely stuck to my policies. And it's really difficult when you've got a client shouting and raving at you. But I was like, do you know what? I don't want her to turn up at the office. I will just drop it off. But Yeah, you, you kind of got to sometimes think, what's the easiest solution here for everybody? What's going to cause the least hassle long term? And, you know, what? it's much easier to stick a client's key through their letterbox than have them come to your office and you've got to actually speak to them. So, yeah, I, I'd have gone with that. I'll pop it in. It was a 20 minute journey out of my way on a Saturday afternoon. And I was just like, do I have to do this? And sometimes it's really hard, though, isn't it? Sometimes you just have to back down and go, you know, it's not a fight I want to have. I think it's that thing of, you know, you talk about being a fight. I think it's that need to win sometimes can be detrimental. I want that client to suffer. And it's like, well, yeah, but you're going to suffer too because they're going to turn up at your office and shout at you. So just bite the bullet back down and just deliver the key or whatever it is, you know, just, yeah, it's life's too short. (laughs) Yeah, it's a hard one, isn't it? Because technically our policies were absolutely right, you know. But, and I see this in the group sometimes and like you just go just give in just give in yes yeah. you're right yes they should follow the policy yes this but you know what for an easy life there's so few of these customers just give in or yeah. staff when I see when I see people arguing with their staff and I think you know there's yeah, bigger you can things be right or you can be happy yeah <laughs> you can't I'm always be both <laughs> difficult customers I've learned along the way do you know what just be happy and um sometimes if they're ridiculously difficult yes I can prove to them they're difficult yes I can win but what do I really get sometimes I'd rather go have this clean for free have this have it just please go away yeah 100% and then you just replace them with a client that is you know flexible and and loves what you do and probably even pays more and isn't taking up loads of my management time there's a where I have to visit every time the last four or five weeks yeah (laughs) come on no it's not that's all your profit margin gone isn't it so yeah you need to need to walk away from it 
Yeah. I don't know what we've come to the conclusion of here. I feel like no, we've got a brand, haven't we? <laughs> no, I'm worried. Customers are going to listen to this. I actually go, what are you two doing? <laughs> lovely customers um, <laughs> well as we have said you know I, I would say over 99% of our customers are amazing and in fact even the other one percent are still amazing we just you know we've just had feedback and we've dealt with it so you know we wouldn't be in this business if we didn't love it or we wouldn't have stuck around in this business so long if we didn't love it um but I think sometimes you've just got you know big girl pants and you've got to deal with those challenging situations it's part of having a business yeah, it's hard sometimes. I definitely think business owners have it hard. It's hard to just, and if you get three or four in a week, it's just a battering. You go, nobody even likes what I'm doing. Why am I even in business? And you go, but I haven't had one for like three yeah. months. You start to doubt everything, don't you? You're like, oh my goodness, everything is my. I need to retrain my whole team. What's going on? But it isn't. Yeah. It's just a tiny percentage, and because um, we measure the stats. We know it's a tiny percentage, so it's all good. Yeah, and it's hard. It's just hard. I feel for businesses. I feel when I'm seeing them, like, going, I don't want to do this anymore. And I go, I get it. I get yeah. it. And, yeah. yeah. No, no easy solutions here. Just, yeah, systemize out the problems and just, yeah, and, be brave. The other thing is the DCBN community, because we all have this. And sometimes when you get your multiple complaints in one week, um, you feel completely alone. You feel terrible. And this is where the community comes in. And I think the DCBN is amazing because it's private. So we're sat here telling the world the terrible things we've probably (laughs) done. Um, You know, you don't have to do that. You don't have to expose yourself to criticism the same way Diane and I just have. You know, part of the DCBN is to come to a private place where people understand and your customers aren't going to know um, about it. Don't publicly announce it on a podcast like we just Not like us. Yeah. <laughs> but no, I mean, that's one of the best things about the community. And, you know, and, and Louise and I are there as part of the community as well. You know, if we've got challenges we share. But, you know, I've had two private messages just in the last couple of days, just helping a member out with something. And one had a staff issue, one wanted had a question around travel time and that sort of thing. So, you know, we're there, but the rest of the community are there for each other as well. And that's my favourite bit about the DCBN is the community. Yeah, I love it. Right, it's the end of the podcast again. That's it. And gosh, yeah, if you like it, if you like it, subscribe and please share. Uh brilliant. We've got lots of subscribers. We've just hit we just hit a thousand or something. What have we just done? Fantastic. Oh, I don't know. We've done something on YouTube. I'll have a look later. We've got some great stats. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, join the podcast. Bye. <laughs> Bye.